Well, welcome. Uh, this is episode 79, and this is um, our first night of doing Minding Your Business. Understanding the Law Presents Minding Your Business. Uh, we were scheduled to do this last week, and then due to technical difficulties, which is something that happens, unfortunately, far too frequently, we were unable to uh, move forward with that show. So um, tonight we're happy to be doing our first live um, Minding Your Business show. And here's the format for this show. Uh, those of you who follow us regularly, you know that we've got the Thursday show. We have business guests that we interview, uh, the Monday morning uh, week in review, and then the Tuesday legal Q&A. And we're going to be bringing in a special business program on uh, Wednesday evenings, 5 to 6 p.m. For those of you who don't know, my name is Peter Lamont. I'm a business and personal law attorney, the principal of the law offices of Peter J. Lamont, and the host of Understanding the Law Radio. Uh, we do this program as a, a service to you so that you better understand your, your own rights and obligations under the law. And I really encourage you to engage in this discussion. Um, either post stuff below in the comments section below this video. If you're watching live, uh, join in. There's a, an open chat room. We're also broadcasting simultaneously on uh, our radio show, Blog Talk Radio, or through Blog Talk Radio. So you can listen to us there. And, uh, you know, obviously download that later as well. I want to thank the sponsor of Understanding the Law Radio. Our sponsor is Audible. Uh, you can download thousands of audiobooks from Audible, and they've offered us a special URL. If you go to this website, it's audibletrial.com forward slash UTL radio. Uh, you'll get a free download of any audiobook that they have on their site and a 30-day free trial, no obligations. Even if you're not interested in continuing the free trial, type in the URL and get yourself a free audiobook, right? Why not? I uh, also want to remind you that you can join the conversation over at Twitter. It's at uh, PJL Law, or you can find us on Facebook. If you go to our YouTube page, uh, you'll see all of the links. In addition, you can go to utlradio.com, and that has a programming schedule as well as uh, links to uh, the, the various show, various shows, uh, a player so you can stream live, and uh, our video and radio library so you can listen to uh, previous uh, episodes. Uh, final thing I want to do as far as housekeeping goes is uh, remind everybody that tomorrow we're going to be broadcasting live on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, our guest is professional wrestler. Kevin Knight, and uh, he's also the founder of the IWF, Independent Wrestling Federation. We're going to talk to him, get an update as to where his business is, what he's done recently. He's just expanded and built out a brand new training facility. We're going to talk to him about that. Uh, the other thing that I want to mention is the free app that we're offering. If you go to the iTunes store, because it's exclusively for iTunes or um or exclusively for the Apple iPad or iPhone, uh, downloadable through iTunes is an app. Just search the name of our firm, Law Offices of Peter Lamont, and you'll get a free app. It allows you to not only view various important information, statutes and things like that, but it gives you an opportunity to ask a legal question directly from your phone or iPad and have it answered by an attorney in my office. So it gets sent here, 
Uh, an attorney re- reviews it and answers it free of charge. So, uh, And the app is free. In addition, you can stream this show live either on the YouTube uh, section or through the, the radio show. So, All right, enough housekeeping. Let's talk about today's topic. Now, what I want to do um, moving forward, this show I'm sure is probably going to be a little rough just because we haven't done this show in this format, uh, and it's a, it's a first time for it, so bear with me. But today's topic, we're going to talk about patience, uh, the importance of having patience in business and with making business decisions. And one thing that I want to do, I happen to be a big fan of the show Sons of Anarchy on uh, FX. And being that this is Thursday, the show airs Tuesday night. And so it gives me an opportunity to make a connection between Sons of Anarchy and business and what you can learn from the show. And and believe me, you actually can learn some things from Sons of Anarchy. So um, what we're going to do every week is do a tie-in between the prior night's episode of Sons of Anarchy and um, what our topic is for the night, and we'll make a correlation. So maybe it'll be fun. All right, so tonight's topic is patience in business, the importance of having it. Everybody has heard the, um, the sort of call to action. You think too much, just do it, just do it, just do it. But with business, you know, it's not simply just do it because there are ramifications uh, for just doing it if you don't think it through and conduct proper either due diligence uh, or just have a, a proper analysis of what you're getting yourself into before you just do it. Um, Now, on the show last night on Sons of Anarchy, there was a discussion between um, the new gunrunner in uh, in the show. If you watch the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, But the main character, Jax Teller, uh, has turned over the gun business to um, another group. Uh, It used to be run by this guy, August Marks. And they're having a discussion last night. And uh, Jax's wife was killed in last, last season, and so in this discussion, his new partner in the gun running business says to him, I know you're upset, but you have to be patient. And he had this, uh, this quote, which um, I did not have a chance to pull, and I forgot since last night, but I will find it and post it below in the comment section. Very interesting quote, very um, sort of, um, of uh, zen-like, if you will, um, And it basically said that there's a time and place to act, and you have to know when to hold back and when to act. And it referred to Jack's taking revenge or getting revenge on the person that he believed killed his wife. And by by going and exacting revenge, he was going to start a street war. So that was the idea uh, behind the comment for the show. But let's look at the tie-in to business, and I think it's a a, a fairly good tie-in. We have dealt with so many people who come in and they say, I need you to help me get out of the situation that I've created for myself. I thought it was a good idea to invest in this business or to partner up with this uh, this person. And then it turns out it's not. And when you look at how did they get to where they are, it primarily stems from their decision-making process where they just made a rash decision and they didn't think about it. And they're going to say, um, well, now I want out and I need help. But that can become problematic. It becomes very expensive when you hire an attorney to try to get you out of a situation. 
Your money is better spent on the front end where you are analyzing and doing due diligence to determine whether or not your decision is a good one. So let's, uh, let's go through one example. Um, recently, we had a conversation with a gentleman who was in the process of purchasing a corporation, and it was a relatively large pur- purchase. And this gentleman was very um, astute and understood that there were implications far beyond just the expenditure of money. Um, He knew that he needed to hire an attorney to look at whether or not this is a good investment to make before he did it. Because when you make a decision to move forward with something, uh, it, it really... It, it gets everybody moving very quickly because everybody on the other side, they want the transaction to happen. If you've ever been involved in commercial real estate um, and looked at something like a lease, for example, once you go with a broker and you tell the broker that you like this particular property, isn't it often um, true that the broker tries to very quickly move you through the process so that you don't change your mind because they want their commission. Uh, and that, that's just the, the nature of things. So if somebody's going to sell a business to you and you indicate that you're going to move forward with it, before you know it, you have contracts and they're trying to find closing dates and they want to get everything rolling because they don't want you to change your mind. And I understand that when you're on the seller's end, but on the buyer's end, you need time. Time for what? Time to investigate. Look at the company. What are their finances? Is it a good investment? Uh, What do you need to do in the future to make the company grow? Who's their existing client base? What are their existing liabilities? There's a lot of questions that you have to ask. And simply because somebody wants to pressure you into making a purchase and moving forward with a purchase doesn't mean you should do it. And this is where patience and restraint are just so important because you cannot make that rash decision, you're going to end up spending a ton of money on the investment and losing even more when things don't go well. I want to expand upon this example and give you one uh, that was a lawsuit we were involved in a few years ago. So there were uh, these, these people who owned a candy store, and it was a fairly successful candy store. They were pulling in over $290,000 generally a year which for the small candy store was a lot of money. And um, the owners happened to be Jewish in religion. And they were open on days like Good Friday, Easter Sunday, Christmas, Christmas Eve. And uh, in those quarters when those holidays fell, they made the bulk of their revenue because nobody else was open. Uh, Because it was a Christian holiday, so most of the Christian-owned candy stores were closed and they were open. And so as you were on your way to Antilles, you would stop at the store and pick up some some chocolate for, you know, Christmas Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And they made a fair amount of money. Well, they wanted to sell and they were offering to sell to this um they happened to be Christian family. And they exchanged documents and they exchanged um all the information that you might want to know. What they owe who they work with, who their vendors are, how much revenue they make in a year, what you are expected to make purchasing the business. 
And and this family, the, the purchasers, they didn't get an attorney. They didn't do any due diligence. They accepted what was presented to them. But one critical point that they forgot to analyze is, are they going to be open the same days, the same hours as the sellers? Keep in mind, sellers were Jewish, and they were closed on um, some of the Jewish holidays, but not all. But they were always open on the big Christian holidays. So when the new owners took over, they closed on Christmas Eve, and they closed on Christmas Day, and they closed on Easter Sunday. And at the end of the year, they made substantially less than what the sellers made in the same 12-month period. And they sued, and they wanted to get out of the lease. They wanted to break the lease. And in this case, we were representing the seller. And we explained that we provided all of the materials that you could need in order to make an informed decision as to whether or not to purchase the pro- uh, the property and the business and, and decide, is this for you and are you going to make um, enough money doing it? And ultimately, we won because their failure to hire a lawyer, to do due diligence, to ask the right questions, we weren't duping them. My client wasn't duping them. My client was very honest. My client didn't think to say to them either, hey, by the way, uh, what religion are you? That just didn't come into into anybody's mind. So there is an, a, a, an issue there that needs to be addressed, and that is the issue of patience. You need to act slowly enough to complete your due diligence, to understand what you're getting yourself into, but not too slowly that the deal falls through and there's a, a happy medium, there's a balance you have to find. Um, now, let's move away from business sales and let's look at hiring a decision. You're going to hire a potential employee. You know, Let's say, for example, you need this employee because uh, he or she is replacing somebody who just up and quit and you weren't prepared for that and you need some, somebody in there right away to start learning the position. Well, far too often, people will just jump at the first person that comes through their door. And how often, I ask you, how often does that work for you if you're an employer? The first person that comes through the door, are they always the right one? How often are they the right one? And um, I'm going to take a, take a stab and I'm going to tell you that I think that less than 40% of the time, they're the right ones. And, and statistically, I think it's even lower, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the 40%. Why? Because you haven't had adequate time to look at their background, to call their references if you're going to do that, to conduct a background check. You need somebody. They, they need to be in as soon as possible. So you bring them in. And does it work out? I hope for your sake it does. But generally speaking, it doesn't because you haven't taken the time, exercised the right amount of patience and restraint before making the decision. Now, there are those people out there that say, he who hesitates is lost. And that's true in certain instances with certain business decisions, but not for the vast majority. We're not talking about procrastinating and dragging your feet. What we're talking about is having enough restraint and patience to realize that you need to conduct more investigation into something. Is it the right business to buy? Just because somebody's telling you it is doesn't mean you should do it. Take your time. What about hiring? Again, you're under the gun. You need somebody. Take your time. Look at what you're doing. 
think about it. Don't let other employees, coworkers, partners, you know, force you into making a decision before you're ready. You need time to analyze whether or not it's a good decision, and oftentimes you need help. It could be a CPA that you need to talk to, an attorney, a business partner, your father or mother. It could be anybody, but you need time to analyze whether or not it's a good idea. So let's go back to my tie-in with Sons of Anarchy. Well, Jax didn't listen to his partner about patients, and he went out and and did some things, um, killed some people, made some rash decisions, and while we don't know what's going to happen in the upcoming weeks, I suspect that it's going to set off a chain of events that they're going to have a difficult time recovering from. And the same is true in business. Once you make a bad decision, it's not a bad decision that just ends. It always has a ripple effect. The same with good decisions, which is why I'm encouraging you to exercise restraint and and exercise your, your patience muscles and look, get the right help, take the right approach, and um, make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into before you pull the trigger. So in the case of Sons of Anarchy, like I'm saying, he's going to have some problems coming up because of his decision uh, and the fact that he wouldn't exercise restraint. In fact, he killed somebody who he thought killed his wife, but in fact, it's not the person that killed his wife. So I'm not going to tell you who it is for those of you who may just be picking up this series in its final season and are going to go back and watch the rest of the show, so I'm not going to ruin it for you. But he didn't think it through. He acted irrationally and emotionally, and there's very little place in business for emotion. It's hard to separate emotion from that uh, business mindset. But if you want to be successful in your business, you need to separate emotion and your business decision-making. And and no time is that more true than when we're dealing with lawsuits and litigation. So oftentimes, and just about 90% of the time, we have the same conversation with our business um, clients. And that always comes down to one thing, and it comes down to settlement. You might get a very angry client who feels that they have been duped by a vendor or an employer or uh, uh, an agent or an employee, you name it, and they want justice. And and if you look at some of our other videos and listen to our other shows, I talk frequently about the fact that the law is not fair and that there's not necessarily justice. It's about laying out facts, presenting them in a way that uh, allows a juror or a judge to sympathize or to understand your position more than they understand the other person's position. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, justice just isn't there. It's you know, not about what's, what's right or wrong. It's about presentation of facts and presentation of evidence. So, for example, when you're dealing with lawsuits, you'll have a business client that's upset and emotional and wants to press on and will tell them, listen, it's getting expensive for you and we think that we can settle the case. And we think that we can settle it for an amount that is less what you are going to owe if you continue moving forward with this case and attorney's fees. So I'll give you an example. Let's say that it's a very small business dispute and the matter is over $5,000. And your client 
is adamant that uh, you're owed that $5,000. You've done nothing wrong. And you sue. And the defendant turns around and believes that they have a valid counterclaim against you. And they sue you back for $25,000. Now you've got a counterclaim. You're going to have to deal with that counterclaim. And clearly they're seeking $20,000 more from you than you are from them. And so you start to litigate the case. And you get to a point where your attorney and, your, and the defendant's attorney, they have a sit down and they say, listen, what are we doing here? Why don't we see if our clients can agree to resolve this matter? And a settlement offer is made by the defendant. The defendant says, listen, I say you owe me $25,000, but for the sake of resolution, I'm willing to take $2,500. And I go back and I say to, to, let's say I'm representing the plaintiff, I say to my client, look, right now you've paid X amount in attorney's fees. If we continue to litigate this, you're going to end up spending, at the very least, another $5,000. They're offering to settle this with you for $2,500. And the likelihood that you're going to recover the five is, you know, 50% or less. But to get to the point where you're going to be able to try the case, you're talking about not just an additional five in attorney's fees, but probably 10 or 15 depending upon how long this takes and depending upon the um, you know, sort of evidence and difficulty that, that we encounter from the other side. So it's up to you. Do you want to continue to litigate? Do you want this to drag on? I understand that you want your $5,000, but they have a valid counterclaim against you. What do you want to do? You can make this go away for $2,500. And you know, you'll get people that say, no, 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 move forward. Um, they owe me $5,000. I'm not going to give them a dime. And what happens? The case progresses. It is as we identified that they have a valid counterclaim. And before you know it, you're sending them a bill for $5,000 to uh, refresh their retainer. And then you go through that to the discovery phase. And now you're at the trial phase and there's expert witnesses being called. And at the end of the day, as they stand waiting for the jury to offer up their decision, their verdict, now they're 15000 or $20,000 in the hole. And then the jury comes back and they side with the defendant and they offer the defendant his, or not offer, but award the defendant his $25,000. So where does it leave the plaintiff who is adamant that he did nothing wrong and let emotions get in the way? Well, it leaves him in a significant hole. Why do I tell you this story? How does this relate to the discussion we're having tonight about patience in business decisions? Well, having patience is the opposite of allowing your emotions to take over when making decisions. Patience and restraint comes from a lack of emotional response. It's reasonable. It's rational. As Mr. Spock would say, it's logical. It's the logical approach that you must take. Everything else is an emotional response. And it, generally speaking, is not the best way for you to make business decisions. Emotions are good for love stories. 
Harlequin romance novels, uh, the occasional chick flick, hanging out with your kids, your wife, your husband, your significant other, not in business. You can be passionate about what you're doing. You can be passionate about the products and services. You can be emotional when dealing with perhaps um, an award that you won or somebody's life that you've changed. But if you look at the best business people out there, and this includes the best doctors and dentists, when they treat a patient, they try very hard not to get emotionally attached because it's going to impair their ability to do a good job. When my son, I have three kids, and and those of you who have followed me, you know that my middle son has a pacemaker, and that pacemaker was implanted when he was six months old. He has a a heart uh, defect, congenital heart defect. And so we went to New York Presbyterian, uh, Columbia, and we went in and we were preparing for surgery, and uh, we we were assigned a surgeon who happened to be um, world-class. His name was Dr. Uh, Quagabauer, and he's a world-renowned heart surgeon. And we were very comfortable knowing that he was going to be our surgeon. And my wife had said to one of the nurses, is it possible to meet the surgeon before the surgery? And uh, she said, Dr. Quagabauer does not like to do that. And, you know, as parents, you're like, what? It's my kid and the surgeon won't talk to me? I don't understand this. She said, he wants to have a clear head going into this. He has talked to the doctors. He's read the notes. He knows what has to be done. And so, of course, you know, we let him go. He's the doctor. We didn't want to interfere. And um, then we found out while uh, Luke was, was getting the surgery that he refuses to look at the faces of the children that he's operating on because he gets too emotionally attached. And it 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 clouds his vision. It clouds his ability to do a great job. And when the surgery was over, successfully, he met with us. And he was the nicest, kindest, sweetest man and was very happy that he could return our son to us safe. And I tell this story to people and they say, what a jerk. But, you know, looking at it with emotion aside and looking at it, thinking about it like a business... He did not want his emotions to interfere. He didn't want that emotional response to get involved. He wanted to have patience. He wanted to be calm. Make sure he was right, making the right decisions, not act based upon outside influences and emotional pressures that cloud his judgment. And that's how I like to look at it. And I think that there are lessons that you can learn from not only sons of anarchy, but from um, you know people in your community, doctors, people that you see every day, even lawyers, believe it or not. Um, but I think it's something that you have to sort of understand. Business should not be emotional. And, and I'm not uh, you know speaking like a, a Gordon Gecko. Greed is good. This is just common sense. When you are faced with making decisions. You must do so in a logical fashion. Is emotion going to creep in? Yes, but you must keep it at bay. Because when you don't act with patience, things go wrong. 
You make bad decisions. You're acting on impulse. You're not doing due diligence. You're not checking in to make sure that what you're doing is right. I'm going to give you one more story tonight about uh, lack of patience. So there is this uh, corporation that we've been working with, and uh, they wanted to hire this particular woman. Uh, this woman was going to be sort of a manager in in the operations of what they were doing. And uh woman looked great on paper. Good education, good background, um, friendly, attractive, well-dressed. No indication that there was a problem. And so um, no background checks were done. They hired her right on the spot. And they gave her a substantial amount of money. And um, then they started asking her for certain things like your insurance policy and um, other documentation. And it was very slow to come. And then there were all sorts of excuses. And uh, they started getting concerned. So they contacted us and a background check was performed. And what we found was that this individual was a convicted felon and had numerous financial issues that were so significant and severe that they should not be in the position they were in because they were dealing with significant sums of money for this corporation. When we explained to our clients what information we found, they were shocked, as you can imagine. They didn't know what to do, and uh, they had to treat this situation with a great deal of sensitivity because they've already made promises and signed contracts with this woman. And, uh, you know, it, it took some time to formulate an exit strategy, which, you know, ultimately was done. But it cost them a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of worry and aggravation. My point in tonight's show is act logically, reasonably, and with patience. There is a time to jump, but it's not right away. You know, even if you you jump because, you know, you, you think this is a great opportunity. Rein yourself in. Control yourself. Take a step back. Go talk to somebody. Go do some due diligence on everything. I know that due diligence is a term that's used you know, a lot in real estate and banking and, um, you know, in, in corporate finance. But it's really something that you should kind of keep in mind at any level. It doesn't make a difference. If you own a plumbing company or a pizzeria and you're going to hire an employee, don't just pull the trigger. Look and see who you're hiring. Maybe it takes $100. Maybe it takes a day before you can make a decision. But trust me, making the rash decision is not the right way to proceed. And uh, and finally, you know, coming back to Sons of Anarchy, I think we'll see in the show what his inability to remain patient and reasonable will do to him and uh, and the club. So um, I think it's a, it's an interesting topic. I think the idea of tying in Sons of Anarchy is kind of fun. For those of you who like the show, um, some of you never seen it. I think you should watch it. It's a little bit violent and sort of, you know, a lot of manly overtones, but it's a fun show. And I think that um, you know, it's fun to kind of tie in um, business 
with some sort of social phenomenon or or television show or whatever. So we're going to try to do that on a regular basis. Uh, tune in tomorrow, 10 o'clock Eastern time. We're going to be on the air with Kevin Knight, uh, the uh, CEO and developer of the International Wrestling Federation, to get an update from him about the status of his business and developments. Uh, Kevin was on a few months ago, maybe six months ago. It was a really good show. This is on tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Understanding the Law Radio. And um, also don't forget that free audiobook from our sponsor, Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash UTL Radio. Make sure you check us out online at utlradio.com. Complete programming schedule and additional information. Also make sure you uh, check us out on Twitter and on Facebook, on Google+. Find us here on YouTube and make sure you leave comments down below in the comment section. It's the only way that we know that what we're doing is uh, beneficial and helpful to you. And that's why we are doing this. Um, we really think and I think that uh, it's, it's a social obligation to give back, to talk to people about the law and business and how you can become a better business person, better citizen, how you understand your rights, your obligations, make sure you don't get taken advantage of. Uh, so I think it's um, you know something that, that we need you guys to engage us in. For all of you who have left comments and have liked our videos, have uh, followed us online through our various social media outlets, I want to thank you because it, it really does help me prepare and provide better content for you, and that's why I'm doing this. Um, I could sit in a room and talk to myself all the time. It's the interaction that I get with you guys that makes it worth it. So I want to thank you for that. Uh, I also want to remind you that we have a bunch of uh, social outreach programs coming up. We've got the uh, uh, CHD, uh, Congenital Heart Defect Coalition, walk this Sunday. And there's uh, information that's posted on our website. You can always contact me uh, through info at utlradio.com. Uh, or you could go over to our main site, uh, which is uh, peterlamontesq.com, and get all of our contact information from there. We also have our annual coat drive, which will start on November 1st. We had a great year last year. We brought in over 500 coats. I'd like to see if we can get to 650 or 700 coats this year, so I'm really excited about that. We're also going to be teaming up with a women's shelter to uh, to donate some money and some time there. And um, there's a number of other activities. There's our anti-bullying campaigns coming up in October. So follow along with us and let us know what you like, what you don't like. Help us out with our, our, our causes. I think it's really important. I think it's our social responsibility to give back. So um, you know, we, we hope to see you guys involved in our various uh, social outreach activities. And I'd like to thank you again for downloading this or watching it live for those of you listening on blog talk radio thank you um, there are a couple questions that have come in on uh, the radio site we're not going to be able to answer them tonight but we certainly will save them and answer them uh, either on our tuesday live q a or during a thursday show don't forget to tune in tomorrow at 10 a.m eastern time go to utlradio.com for all of the information concerning the player where to find us online, download us from iTunes. So um, thank you again, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, and we'll be back on the air Monday, and uh, 
um, you know, our regular schedule. So it's going to be Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday broadcasts. And we look forward to all your comments on social media. If you have questions, if you have uh, legal issues that you'd like or business issues that you'd like discussed, please drop us a line, leave a note in the comment section, and I will be happy to include that in the upcoming uh, broadcast. So thank you again. And remember that there's power in understanding the law.